This is a HeadGum Podcast. I'm drinking coffee right now, iced coffee to help me get through all these ads I'm doing. But I will tell you this, what I look forward to after this iced coffee is brushing my teeth because, uh, guys, I got this awesome little toothbrush that I love. It's called the Quip, or maybe not even the Quip, but I call it the Quips, as in pass me the Quip or ghost ride the Quip. Yo, it's an electric toothbrush that's not as expensive as the uh, bulkier brushes, and it vibrates enough to help clean your teeth. It's got built-in timers so you know how long to do it, and uh, for me, it's not like... I get it, and I'm like, no, I wasn't done brushing yet. I'm like, wow, this is already way longer than I've ever brushed my teeth, and oh, okay, it's time. Oh, wow, I should be doing it longer. Um, And also, it's all subscription plans, so I got a new head coming in the mail. I got alerted. I've got my new head coming in the mail, which means it's time to switch the head of my toothbrush. I no longer have to think that, okay? Guys, Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash mighty right now, you'll get your first refill refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's first refill pack free at getquip.com slash mighty. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Get quip. Ghost ride the quip. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. Johnny G. Absent from the studio today is my silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. He's at daycare all day because Papa's got a busy day. But joining me in the studio are two completely different cute-ass dogs. We've got the hosts of the Soft Spot Pod and my former Guy Code co-star, two people who did not belong on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Put your hands together for Julian McCullough and Meg Malloy. Hello. Hi. Hi. Also a (laughs) fuckboy. Yes. He's got the fuckboy haircut. 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 No, I got a haircut. I'd call it a haircut. To to be fair, you had the look of someone who belonged on Guy Code, but not the attitude. Yeah, yeah, not the soul. Yeah. Myself, I was neither. (laughs) I looked at old pictures. I didn't know you had long hair. I know. I had like shoulder length hair at some point. What was I thinking? I was on television. I was going on camera. It's funny how, depending on your hair, you look like you're on different drugs. (laughs) Right now, I'm on fucking steroids and Xenadrin. Yeah. I got a fuckboy haircut. Guy Code, you were definitely just straight up heroin. Yeah, I, was, I was on my way out, yeah. taking that non-union money and just going apeshit <laughs> on that heroin. Um, guys, we just were talking about, uh, uh, on your podcast the other day, about smoking dope, and then now look at us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, yes. when I met Julian, he was uh, completely so, sober. Oh, yeah. 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 And weed would have been the last thing I would have gone back for. Right. You know, I'm not what really. A snooze a, cruise, I right? know. I'm not really a, a weed head. Is that what you call them? Yeah. More yeah. or less. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Dad, we're trying to hang out. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, a grass aficionado. Is that is this is that too personal a question? How how do you feel no, being back in uh, doing stuff? You got you feel like you got a handle on it now. Doing stuff. Do- <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really know what your your poison was before. I was alcohol. When I'm sober, I'm real uptight. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's not fun for me, and it's not really fun for anybody else. They they always do. They tell you you can get sober and also feel fancy free, and I never got you to never that got part. That bad, I just yeah. got to the part where I wasn't getting drunk ever. Yeah, and it wasn't like fun at all. 
Right, and then you're able to now, like, sort of adult wise, go. Yeah, like, and I know the other angle. I know the other direction is way too bad for me as well. Like, yeah, too deep into yeah, it. Yeah, and every once in a while I go too far, but for the most part, it's not like because I'm old. So right. it, like, it just I just can't, can't do it. I can't do it like I used to can't do. Can't bounce it. back. When I first quit, I was 29. I mean, I thought I could never die. Right. You know, so I just like <laughs> wow. went for it. Yeah. And then a minute ago, you said, "Do you know when your back's about to go out?" <laughs> Yeah, we were also too old to be on Guy. Meg, I will include you in the conversation yes. eventually. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were too old to even be oh, on the absolutely. show. Oh, absolutely. I lied about my age. Oh, yeah. They told me to stop saying my wife and start saying my girl. Really? Just and like, to, oh. yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. They just want that's me to That's a clue see. you're on the wrong show. Right. Well, that's you what I was saying. They're like, well, just imagine you wanted to fuck a coworker. What yeah. would you do? And oh, I'm like, God. Oh. can't I just be honest? Like, She's heard me tell this story. I the last season I went there, I I deliberately gave all like um me too type answers. <laughs> and they were like they were like, How do you get a girl out of your room in the morning when you're like don't want to talk to her now that you've had sex? And I go, Well, my strategy is I only sleep with people I like and then I don't have that problem. And they were like, We're not gonna be able to use that. <laughs> Can't you just oh, say yeah. you throw her out the window? Can you please? And also, let's do another take. Just don't respect women in this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Well, it was funny because like, I'm into that type of comedy of like just saying raunchy, awful things if they are funny. But then when like people are like, I'm getting actual advice from this. That's when uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, no. She's this- seen who approaches me from that show still. It's right. Worst it's crazy <laughs> how noticed I still get. They're yeah. still, and they're young now. I know. That's how and young like, they were. Because. They were fucking 14 when they were saying, like, the friend zone is the worst thing you can yeah. be part of. You know? Oh, God. Yeah, let's teach boys that being a woman's friend is the worst <laughs> the thing. The worst possible thing you can have is be is a, a be around a woman that you're well, not Well, no, the worst thing fuck. you can be is gay. And then... <laughs> And then I it's was, a friend to women. That's, that's, that's one in that two. order. No, we were in Vegas because Julian was performing there, and we walked. Great place to get uh, recognized for this. Yeah, T- well, TSA and oh, this is a great one by the way. We walked all up and down the strip. We went into I don't know, probably six or seven different hotels, gambled a little, got drinks. It wasn't until we passed we Marquee Nightclub. No, yeah, we were in the Cosmopolitan. In the Cosmopolitan, and it was like, ns, 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 and everybody was like, hey. Guy code, like a mob of them. <laughs> I was like, these are the worst fucking people in Vegas. And then the guy was we'd like, been, Guy code. We've like, been out for like five hours and nothing. And then we passed that place. That uh, makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the only other people that always recognize me are TSA workers. They're I was going to say TSA. They always you know times you like, they, They're always so polite, too. They're yeah. uh, like, a dude will just lean in and be like, I know who you are. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fist bump. <laughs> I never have to ask from what show. Yeah, exactly. Always, you can always tell. Yeah. It's always like, <laughs> oh, you're a 30 something black dude uh, you watched this show yeah. 10 years ago <laughs> yeah they're always like you can go ahead i'm like don't do that please 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 don't let people through because you like them from tv please stop little duval if he tries to come through here. <laughs> that's like my big hope is that someday like when they open up my dop kit and they see 12 vapes and a ziploc bag full of swedish fish that yeah. a nearly 40 year old man is flying with that they go all right, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're yeah. safe. <laughs> I, w- I always wonder how many more years are left of people of being recognized for that it, show. Someone told me they saw it running the other day. No, how fucked up is that? Because there's no because there's no residuals, so they just I know why it. would they, they ever care. not yeah. run it? Yeah, they can just run it forever. It's upsetting. There are residuals, but they're emotional and they're negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called echoes of depression. <laughs> Um, so when we we were chatting, oh, did you ever watch it? Did you ever go back and try to watch it? No, I don't feel like I need to. You get it. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I thought there was a bunch of funny shit being done and said on the show. Yeah. But it's just like, it, if it had come out five years later, it would be like the most uh, contra- like it, it would have been. It was on the verge of already too, being. It was so too close. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a little weird. It was like, embarrassing. Yeah, where well, you're like, this is a lot. We mm-hmm. don't need to. Who cares that much about periods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was always trying to sque- like sneak in stuff about how like the male G spot is real, and I would always say. <laughs> Like, like I would always make a joke. Like my joke would be like, and then if you're lucky, you meet this beautiful woman and you're cool with each other. And then she fingers your asshole when you take her home. You know, like trying to just put out some weird, like subterfuge of like, wait, what's the, what's yeah, the end result? They always here? look at the editor like, mm, yeah. lose the part where that guy talks about climaxing with his middle finger uh, knuckle deep. <laughs> God, I can't imagine having something like that in my butthole. <laughs> look, two days ago. <laughs> Are you still a virgin? <laughs> Your mom? No, no, she said hi, mom. Oh, I thought you said my mom. I was like, what situation were you guys in? <laughs> Debs is chill as hell, dude. Oh, yeah. and, oh that was a, a very funny moment. Uh, recently, I had to get a prostate exam, and my uh, doctor um, put put a glove on, lewed me up. He's like, put your elbows on the thing. And I was like, oh, if I'd known you were going to do this, I wouldn't. I was like at Clusterfest the whole weekend before. Yeah. I had a physical the next morning. I was like, I felt clean, but I didn't know you were going to my butthole. He goes, if I would have told you this, you wouldn't have showed up. And I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> and we laugh. And then he puts his finger in my ass and yeah. uh, does his thing and then goes, uh, you know, well, there you go. I broke your hymen. And I go, actually, uh, <laughs> you're the first um, guy that wasn't me to put my your finger in my ass and he was like and I'm over explaining and I could look see the look on my doctor's face a, a gay man he's like okay we're like the conversation is over and I, yeah. and I continue and I continue and I'm like one time it was a girl and then one time it was just like a long shower where I was like getting a little crazy just to see what cause, and then I, and I see him wanting to end the conversation and I can't stop it so I'm oh. and I'm like and I'm like just wrap this up but as a comedian you're like let me get one more laugh out of that I think, like, and he's I gotta, not laughing yeah. you're like I gotta close on a laugh we can't neither of us can leave this until you laugh so fake it or whatever you got to do so i like explain i'm like yeah so you know like and one exploratory shower i mean hey if guys are if guys are willing to get you know penises up there then it might be fun and and i'm explaining gay sex to my gay doctor a medical professional who is gay and then as i'm when i wrap it up he looks at me he goes okay and then takes the glove off and i'm like he's been sitting there with the shit like my butthole glove on and i'm screaming about gays like oh yeah well one time a girl licked my ass yeah that's the other problem is you and i both have voices that carry so you know You know, his wife receptionist was like, when is he going to fucking wrap this up? Is he still bent over? <laughs> and then I had the, a crazy experience, and this is way too much information for listeners and you guys, yeah. um, of being in Gelson's later that day to pick up some LaCroix and uh, uh, lunch. <laughs> As you do. And I'm standing in the aisle, and I feel lube drip out of my butt. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I had heard tale of the cum farts from like the yeah. bottoms and whatever, but I had never experienced it. And I'm, here I am going... Well, I have lube in my underwear now, yeah. or and God knows what else. <laughs> was, I have truffle butter in my underwear. <laughs> how did it? How did it feel when it came out? Yeah, did it feel nice. It felt weird. It felt weird. It didn't. I didn't hate it, but you know when <laughs> every once in a while when you get like a drip of sweat that goes like a direct shot down your crack, oh, yeah. when it starts at your lower back and somehow ends up on the tip of your dick. <laughs> 
definitely. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you also wear vinyl underwear? I just wrapped saran wrap around my genitals and got like I'm trying to drop weight for a wrestling match, a penis wrestling match. Um, so you did have a finger in your butt at one point. Yes, several points. Oh, my, yeah. have you ever done your own finger? Uh, I think I had an exploratory shower when I was a teenager. Yeah, but I, that was I did uh, that in like my twenties after a girl did it to me and I didn't You're hate like, it. You were like, "What's right. that all and I was about?" Like, I I don't know if it's and will never be part of my repertoire. It's still just a little <laughs> unsettling. It's like a fun thing. It's like it's it's a weird thing. I did it once. I have no desire to do oh, it again. Oh, you're talking about when you do it? Yeah, yeah. And or when someone else did it to me, I don't need to. I I, I you know me just fucking coming is a plenty. You right, know, that's enough for me. Well, I'll also I don't like. That's because you're narrow minded. Yeah, <laughs> I know a little bit. I also don't like uh, giving anal. Right, I didn't. I did not enjoy well, that. Well, there's a lot of uh, trepidation, right? With, yeah. with, with all parties, right? You know? Yeah, and I like it's just a situation in which I'm like, there, there's an equally enjoyable thing for me to be doing here. You know, right. I like eating ass, but sure. that's like plenty for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot of information. Eating ass is plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. Yeah, it's he's kind of annoyed when he said that. Yeah. Eating ass is plenty. I, I'm Thank kind of annoyed because because the um. The rumor out there is that there is an amazing thing for us with something in our butts. Yeah. Right? The yeah. rumor. So, it, so it's annoying to me dragon. that I haven't like felt that yet. I want to at least know if it's what I want. You want a male G-spot. You want to, I do. You I want to find yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, you, uh, but in exploration, you haven't found something? Because I like... It feels, really? It feels pretty intense. It's intense. It's an- I mean, it's intense enough without hitting whatever the button is. You know what I mean? Oh, Just yeah. getting in there, all of a sudden, you're like, the getting dynamic has shifted. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought this episode would start with an extended conversation about male asshole play? <laughs> oh, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not. <laughs> that would be my luck, is that we're in it like an hour into it, and I'm like, either way, we no. got to go. <laughs> Either you're putting out a 15-minute episode that yeah. ends on fingering, or this is a waste of everyone's yeah. time. It's definitely a waste of everyone's time. Wait, so where were you at the beach the other day? Uh, the Will Rogers. Oh, you went there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I went there with we the gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah, we, I went there with Very the soon. It was a yeah. delight. Yeah. Gorgeous afternoon, yeah. Very that's nice. the one that you said was the that's like hidden and people don't know about it? Yeah, it's, it's just not super busy. The, this was the busiest I've ever seen it now that school's out, I think. And it was like, you know, 10 other people. And wow, 10, 10 that's other, amazing. 10 other towel areas. Yeah, no we got to take the girls there. Yeah. yeah. It's very like fam- Like it gets a little like during low tide, it gets a little like kelpy. Uh-huh. But otherwise, it's all like shallow, cold, uh, you know, not right. super rough. Like it's great for kids. That's awesome. Yeah, that's but it's a little chill. We'll definitely go to that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so on High Mighty, we always pick a topic to talk about, and oh, when right. the one we decide, <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, mine was butthole finger. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and this one, I gave you each a piece of paper with your topic on it. <laughs> I don't. The listener doesn't know what it is, but you're supposed to just keep talking about it no matter what. <laughs> but uh, after doing Soft Spot, your podcast, we were talking a little bit, and you mentioned you wanted, wanted to do Heroes. I thought Heroes might be a good one. I think, and I thought to myself, holy shit, that's such a that's a whole its own podcast idea. But Probably. yes, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but yeah, for yeah. Op- like this is great because I like to just steal whole podcast ideas from one off episode and <laughs> yeah. do it zero percent justice, <laughs> and then burn it for anyone else trying to do it. Well, why wouldn't you? Because you have this teenage boys' room that you record <laughs> unlimited <laughs> podcasts in. It is truly a fucking. This is the sin bin in the house. I just gotta say, <laughs> the rest of your apartment is so gorgeous. Yeah, and then you come in here and it's like this is where your wife was like, okay, I guess you're gonna have to do your like career in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
She's like, can that door shut? Can I never see inside of it? She's literally never comes in here. Yeah. I ask her to come in to like, if we're watching trailers or I'm like, hey, you got to see this video we're watching or whatever. And she's just like, uh... That's yeah, okay. Yeah, like can you email like, it to me. Yeah, yeah, like bring your phone into the living room. Yeah. <laughs> and she's so aesthetically minded, this drives her crazy in here. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a map of Long Island, uh, St. George trying to kill a dragon, a guy code poster with my own face on it. <laughs> a lot of penis stuff, a lot of surfing stuff. Oh, I never got a poster. Yeah. So well, that- you weren't one of the big four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're referring to a poster that has Damien Lemon, Charlemagne, the God, Andrew Schultz, and Johnny G on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Living the well, dream. We can edit that out. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to do heroes. We wanted to do and heroes. We were talking about it in the car, Herf, and I asked you, like, what's, who do you think you're going to talk about? And you said, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Super, like, weird, low stakes. Yeah. Right? No, Wendy the Snapple Lady. <laughs> My first thought was Mr. Rogers. Oh shit! Timely. Yeah. Uh, well, depending on when this episode comes out, but yeah, he has a. Mo- <laughs> exactly. There's a documentary coming out called yeah. "Won't You Be My Neighbor," which I choked up during the trailer. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. We got to see the um, Mr. Rogers. Holy shit! That's like there's a person that every time you find out one new shred of information about them, what's the opposite of an onion? Like every layer you peel away, he's like, it's more beautiful. It's like more info. Like, it's like, you're like, Oh, he's the most amazing person ever. You're like, did you know this? You're like, Holy shit. Did you? And then you find out all this new shit about him. I can't wait to see that documentary. Yeah, I can't either. I definitely want to see it. We had actually had John Mulaney on our show two months ago. Something like that. And his soft spot was a Mr. Rogers speech, which was what kind of got me like the kind look, of reminded look for the helper me. speech. No. no, it was at the daytime Emmys. He won like a, a lifetime achievement award or something oh, like shit. that. And, and he, it- he had the whole theater close their eyes for 10 seconds and think of all the people that have loved them and that have helped them become who they are. And it was like yeah, and all these like vapid soap opera stars were like crying. Everyone, you panned to the God, audience. I can't wait to tell crying. you who I thought about. Yeah. I think on second seven, I like I lo- I lost it just like seeing everyone's faces. Yeah, but I I'd always loved Mister Rogers as a kid, and I kind of I just hadn't thought about him too much. And then John, we we started watching clips, and we're trying to get our kids into it. But. Oh, that's is how is it? It's difficult speed for kids, right? For they modern seem to kids. like they, it. There's, you know what it is? It's like it's it's the whole show's not great for today's kids, but they're whenever he's talking directly to the camera, they're riveted. Yeah. yeah. But then that's the other stuff like is like the puppets look too charisma, old, and the, yeah. you know what I mean. That the, kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, the puppets scare my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's fair. They, they're almost just, like Slenderman yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I know. We, and we it's like true detective like, shit. Like scary, those weird mama. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to see that. That's part. so. Cause the advancement in cute technology in the last 30 yeah. years know, is just, incredible. Also, just, the like aesthetics have become like giant eye. Like, yeah. you know, like the, the cute, like blink, blink, blink. Yeah. You know, it's like as the cutest thing you could be now. But, oh, oh, but Mr. they do. What I love about him is, and, um, like when they are when they when we did show it to them and they were really listening is because he speaks so slowly but he doesn't like waste any words and everything is very simple but it's like huge ideas yeah you know what i mean and he doesn't kid talk either Mm-mm. no and no. it's very interesting it's like his the children are his peers the way he speaks to them in a yeah. way and someone pointed i think it maybe was in the documentary uh, in the documentary trailer um but like 
him like explaining divorce. Like that's like so, and like that's wildly progressive for like, I mean, that would be crazy to see on a TV show now. Totally. Not just like demonstrating a a child of divorce, but like explaining that like sometimes and like it's, I was like, holy shit. That, I didn't even like take that into account. That's, I guess, the We watched that episode specifically. And well, believe it or not, it's actually, this is a testament to him as well. He didn't do it once and kind of like, just kind of get through it and be like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. He did four episodes in a row that week on divorce. He did? It took him four episodes to get through it. Because he was telling the story of like his male guy, yeah. Mr. Feely. Mr. Feely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like talking about f- from when he got married to like, <laughs> I guess when his wife left. I don't know, but that's it's so crazy. interesting. Yeah. And it's so it's so true, and it's such a huge part of life. It's like obviously it happens to so many to people. Most people, yeah, to yeah. most people, yeah. <laughs> but it's like that one thing where you're like, let's not talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. and it's like uh, so insane. Like that, it's so it's, it's a, beautiful. It's so, it's so interesting to think that, mm-hmm. and it, you're like, wow, I would never think like that's something you should talk, but the attitude towards just talking to kids like yeah they're like yeah. you have to learn this you know yeah and they're here's so the most perceptive realist- it's crazy how much they take in like and i think that he understood that and i think yeah. a lot of people try to dumb it down for kids right and kids actually can understand more yeah. than you think they can yeah, yeah. for or sure more that's more than society thinks they can oh man <clears throat> where do you me. keep your kids uh, <laughs> God only knows. Dude. They're in the bottom of a hot tub. <laughs> I've uh, been smoking weed, wearing speedos, and hanging out in uh, uh, water for like ten years. Oh I yeah, I don't know if it's happening. That's just not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gave yourself a vasectomy. Yeah. I gave myself a slow roasted vasectomy. And I had no idea. What did? What are they? Are we allowed to talk about weed on this show? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Because it's great. Yeah. These are lull smokes. Uh, can you buy those at dispensaries? You can buy these at dispensaries. This is a fourteen pack. To come, uh-huh. it's like sixty five bucks at some places. Okay, which is just great. And it's like a pack of cigs, and it comes with matches, and it's top quality it's shit. Beautiful. Yeah, they is do their weed in this one. Yeah, we can light it up again. Okay. There's a. Uh, they got the blend on the back and what the farms are and when it's cultivated. It's real bougie. It's like I need the fucking bougie. life story, right? <laughs> hey, you don't want to ask. Hey, like what is this so bad? Joint. <laughs> is That's this, crazy. Yeah. That's you, great... Did you ask just so you can light up the back half? <laughs> You're like, hey, what's the deal with this weed? <laughs> yeah. While he's talking, just... <laughs> all this Mister Rogers talk makes me want to get lifted, bro. <laughs> That is a, a great personality trait, by the way, is to ask somebody a question and then be like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that is like exactly how I am. Oh, cool. I didn't want your whole fucking life story. Like like when I re- the uh, Uber driver goes like, great, how are you? And I'm like, I'm great. How are you? And they're like, well, you know. And then I'm like, like no, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> I just respond. I'm just doing the natural societal response. Don't fucking start oh, in on we me. We had the weirdest fucking Lyft driver for home from the airport the other day. It took her like 20 minutes to find us. We were like running back and forth in the terminal. I was so mad but at her on the so phone. But the traffic's so bad. It's like you don't want to cancel and then get another asshole right. that doesn't know what they're doing. So. But we're on the phone trying to find her. I'm talking to her. And I'm, I'm, ta- I'm using this tone. I'm like, we're, we're at Terminal 7. I don't know how to tell you better. There's not like more. I can't be more specific. But my tone was like mean. Right. And she's still like, okay, just looking for Terminal 7. And I'm like, what is this person? She she's shows like a up, weird robot. She tries to chat us. It's it's eight in the morning. We just got there. So <laughs> we are not in the mood to like 
it, this, she, she had the, no and, idea how people feel about her. Like we were furious at her, and she I was just I like, didn't care "Where that are much. you coming Julian, from?" Julian was bitching. I was like, "Whatever." I saw Rob Lowe getting into a car, and I was like, "Hey, I don't mind waiting." <laughs> he looks perfect still. I, if anyone a, was wondering, an immaculate face that guy has. But she, did, I didn't care that much. Like whatever. I just wanted to get home. Julian was not happy. <laughs> and she, we got out of the car, and she is, she's like the weirdest, most awkward person. And she looked back and locked eyes with me and said, "Stay fresh." She did. Yes! Holy shit! Why would you say that to somebody, dude? She was know. like the fucking cab driver from like uh, Scrooge. Yeah, she took you like on a personal. You didn't realize you were on a spiritual journey. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh You're my like, god! You see the way? Could you not read the room? Uh, this is where Mister Rogers would be like, read now, the kids, car. Some people have a hard time understanding other people's emotions. Like, <laughs> step out and explain fucking dense people to you. We all need a Mister Rogers on our shoulder, a little tiny Mister Rogers to be like. Lower your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Speak I, slower. I don't want to be like a shitty bumper sticker or like a, a libtard retweet, but we we could use a Mr. Rogers yeah. in life, could. in society, in yeah. America. I don't want to be fucking <laughs> Hollywood elite, but holy shit, can yeah. we use someone helping us through? I, would I, I like, know. Do the middle, does the middle of the country hate them? They no, like, they can't. I mean, they must by now. <laughs> <laughs> They've warped their own views so much to oh, be like, yeah. yeah, oh, wait, I guess I do hate him. Oh, yeah. he's a veteran too? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> we hate those guys now as well. If they had a show like that, there'd be a wall so the trolley couldn't get to <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck Make the believe pup, land. Make believe land. <laughs> and we'll have the land These of make believers <laughs> build it. <laughs> These puppets are coming into this country. There's a caravan. They're coming in with Mr. Good Time Train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's great. And uh, then, uh, he did the the look at the look for the helpers speech, mm-hmm. which or like that tale, which yes. is the, in a time of tragedy. Yeah. Look to the people who are helping and let them inspire you. And that's <laughs> like a dude who can reframe like a disaster yeah, <laughs> like in your own kinda, mind. That's yeah. like some uh, power of the mind shit too. Like you know, you control your own belief. Like if you decide to do that, you can really look at a tragedy and like. Be glass half full Turn about it. it. That's yeah. some fucking yeah. serious shit. You know who else can reframe a disaster is my agent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. Maybe we got a, a lot of stuff going on this year. <laughs> Hashtag maybe a man. <laughs> um, that was one of those jokes where I'm like, I don't know if I want to tell this because it's so mean to me. <laughs> You'd ever have like a good self burn, but you're with the wrong crowd where you're like, if I bring this up, it's going to open these guys up to say oh, some yeah, shit yeah. to me. And I can't have them. Like, I can't really roast myself hard in front of my wife because then she like tags on and she doesn't like <laughs> and it. Hurts. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, well, don't worry. I'll be able to one to support us if your career shits. And, yeah. like, and it's like, she says it's a joke. And I go, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> and it's been, I've been living it for 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... this one's this one's pretty good at, at uh, roasting me. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. she like I'll do it all day long to everybody else, and then she'll say one little tiny thing to me, and then she's and I'll be like, well, "What do you mean? Do you really?" She's like, she sometimes she does it just 
She'll be like, she'll say something. And she'll go, I'm just doing it because it's so easy. <laughs> it doesn't make you feel any better. Yeah. Uh, she'll just give me a look sometimes. She'll be, she'll give me a look. This is a great a, podcast story. She'll give me a look with I'll her. Give him a mean ass look, and he will look like he's about to cry. He'll be like, "What? Wait, what? Did something happen?" I'm like, "No." I'm just, she goes, I'm just I fucking just with you, dog. Fucking with you. <laughs> oh, she, so like, that's the relationship version of like knocking your books out of your hand. <laughs> Right, it just instantly establishes dominance. Where Meg's yeah. like, "Keep in mind, I run this." Yeah. <laughs> like, like if that's like the the mama bear looking at the papa bear, and he's going, "Yeah, well, no, I'll go back in the cage." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I was gonna go back to hibernation anyway. Don't you worry about it. I always pick up the books anyway. But. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, my wife used to get upset with me about me teasing her if I would like uh, back in the day when we first started dating around other friends. I would like. Oh yeah, like roast her too much, and it's like that's impolite. You know, you're making me feel stupid. I'm like, oh right, totally. <laughs> now she's gotten like so hardened from po- both living with me and also just like being around com- comedians all the time. Yeah. And she is very funny. Now she's kind of like okay with me roasting her, but she's good, better at it. You yeah. know, like now yeah. I'm like, I can't handle this now. The, now the, I don't want you fucking alphaing me. It reminds me <laughs> of uh, the one thing I had over you. <laughs> it reminds me of this great uh, Robert Kelly bit about the one friend that's too mean when everybody's riffing. <laughs> yeah, he's there. They're like they're like they'll be like, hey man, nice shirt, and he'll be like, yeah, I heard your mother's sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It's uh, like God, God, why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> Dude, I'm sitting here in the high and mighty studio looking at my racks and racks I have of assorted hats that I still wear backwards at the age of 36. But I was just thinking, man, hats are so important for a lot of people. They protect your head from sun and like they cover up. Your baldness. I know a lot of guys losing their hair. Rock hats is like sort of a compensation. I maybe arguably do that, but I still have a good hairline, as you hear from me all the time, desperately screaming, trust me, I'm going to be okay. But the real news is is like two thirds of dudes start losing their hair by age 35. And it's actually curable now. There is a cure. It's baldness is optional because of science. All right. So you know all about the assorted uh, prescription medications, but they're uh, like that you can use. So, like, there are well known generic equivalents to these name brands. And you know how you help get those? From forhims.com. F O R H I M S.com. A one stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. And it's not like a weird, you know, this isn't like gas station tiger pills or whatever. This is. Uh, 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 connects you to real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. So there's no waiting room. There's no awkward doctor visits. No, uh, you know, it's all prescription stuff, but you can just get it done via forhims.com. All right. So order now. My listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash mighty. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash mighty. Forhims.com slash mighty. Uh, oh, and her, another hero that I, she's I want to steal, but I can't because can she's it. more. No, you're more she, committed by a David lot. David Bowie. Oh, that's a fair. That's a fair it's one. It's an easy one. I know. Yeah. No, but I don't think a lot of people would think of think, that. I don't think it's an easy one. I think it's like maybe a lot of people would agree, but that right. doesn't take anything away from you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She has I a mean, Bowie he's David, t- he's I have, David yeah. Bowie. He's I got, like, 
I got an Aladdin Sane tattoo, probably my most... Didn't you get it the day he died or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. My most poorly executed tattoo because I was I was in Miami and uh, I walked into a place on South Beach and I was... Tears the day he died and I was like, I gotta do this today. <laughs> and and I just took whoever was available and... Uh, it works. It's, uh, it looks yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's on me forever. So <laughs> it is a tattoo. It is a tattoo. <laughs> no one can say it's not a tattoo. <laughs> My heart was in the right place. Yeah, I get the motivation. Um, that's uh, that makes total sense. Why is he your hero? I don't know. I think just because he continued to push himself artistically and creatively, but you can always recognize his sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of crazy. Like Yeah, like longevity wise, I don't know who else stayed interesting for their whole I, lives yeah, as I don't, a musician. Like, it's I mean, like impossible. He, his art was like it goes so much beyond music, just like the visuals and there's yeah, so it, much conceptual I mean, stuff. He ar- there. arguably like created some sort of aesthetic of like a pseudo astro like yeah. futuristic outer space like aesthetic. He kind of like Made that cool, and, totally. then he, and then he was like, "I don't want to do that anymore." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's uh, so fucking cool. I, I, if I just like open a like a coffee table book of pictures of him, I start to feel like, oh, I can write jokes again. Like yeah. that's how just a creative the guy was, and how he knew it at such a young age. Like that. What I love about him is that he knew that what he wanted to do was was gonna be an act. I mean, there could be real heart in what you're doing, but it's. It's showbiz. Right. It's a character. It's, you know, it's not real. So you could, that means you could do anything. Right. And I feel like guys like you and me are a little bit stuck in like, it's got to be me. Yeah. It's got to be gritty. It's got to be all the shit I grew up liking was like the real people being real about their lives. And he knew that like you could beef. Uh, a, a character but right. also still give people real feeling and I it, thought that it was... was so fucking you uh also in your special you have that Prince bit about oh, yeah. like, where you're like I guess I'm no longer bisexual now yeah. that he's dead. it's like that's some, I've completely just hammered the punchline instead of giving you the fucking yeah, joke the joke is so everybody great. just stopped clicking on my special <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, well I guess now I get it uh, but like Bowie and Prince uh, for obvious reasons feel in the same way for me where it's like two guys on paper who I don't think I would look at and say, I'm curious about what they, what they do. Right. Uh, at least when I learned about them when I was 12 or 13, yeah. you know, uh, two, two people that I'd be like, I bet you, I don't like their music at 12. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. and not only did I not know that, like at the time I was saying, ah, I'm not going to listen to these guys. They seem gay or whatever. Yeah. Then I put on their music and I'm like, Oh, I didn't know at the time I'm gonna be like, I'm going to listen to this for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 And it's, I've never like been so right writing off something and I was like that's not for me and then was never so wrong that it was so <laughs> okay. for me because it's for everybody it's because yeah. they're so good they transcend like I, I, I'm lumping them together because Prince wasn't a hero of mine <laughs> it's so weird to say <laughs> someone isn't a hero I'm like oh, oh I don't really? sound like the I'm black st- one wasn't a hero of yours <laughs> John is that what you're saying hey I'm not choosing a black hero <laughs> <laughs> alright don't worry dad <laughs> Fuck Dave Winfield. I'm all maddingly. <laughs> he wasn't actually that like that much, but yeah, I did choose Dave Winfield as my favorite player because everyone else chose maddingly. That's smart. Big, That's big. smart. Yeah. I was contrarian like that too. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be like, nah, dude, I like Winfield, bro. I grew up in San Francisco when the Niners were like kings, right? And everybody loved them. And I was like, I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> 
I'm like Edgy. seven. I'm like seven with my middle finger Child up in the air. Troll. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Joe Montana sucks. <laughs> Who is this kid? <laughs> um, uh, so Mr. Rogers, David Bowie. Yeah. Two, also sort of two people whose underlying messages are sort of uh, radiate positivity yeah, as well. For yeah, for sure. They really knew who they were. Both of them were like so settled in who they were. Yes. Which is weird because David Bowie kept... He kept recreating himself, but also you wouldn't be successful at doing that if you didn't know who you were. Right. Also, but you always he... knew it was David Bowie, too, at the same time. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and he had friends that would say, there's David Jones, his real name, that you hang out with, and there's David Bowie that you see on stage. And mm. he was like pr- pretty clearly defined. He was himself when yeah. he was off stage. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. He wasn't always on. Another, On a side note, another reason he's a hero of mine is because nobody did more cocaine than that guy and he, and he kept it together kind of i mean he did you know he went away and he figured out he went to berlin and he like figured out how to get out of it himself right but like he didn't he uh, came out the other side he did come out the other side and he never put out anything while he was doing that that was like whoa dude this guy has lost his mind right you right, know right yeah. so do you know how strong you gotta be to do that much cocaine and not lose your mind exactly <laughs> <That's true. laughs> brian wilson's like motherfucker <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> Sitting in a fucking kiddie pool, <laughs> playing a fucking synth. He's also oh! <laughs> he's also so naturally just a gorgeous man. Like, because it just made me think of Brian Wilson if he tried to like be characters. Yeah. Everybody like Ugh. imagine imagine like an effeminate Brian Wilson. It looks like a George Lucas drag. It's, you know, it's like, Brian Wilson's like oh, I'm an alien now. And everybody's like ah, get the <laughs> fuck out of my. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there wasn't both men and women who wanted to fuck Brian Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> like Bowie and Prince. But um, yeah, that was another thing. He was just—you could tell—he's just so strong. And he has a story, much like that Mr. Rogers story, um, with with children, where um, that I heard from through I think Patton Oswalt said it online or something. Um, but he had that—he was doing a, a labyrinth like promo tour, and so they were going to hospitals and seeing kids, you know. And he was going as fucking jareth jesus and uh one day he was at a hospital and all these kids were surrounding him and they were like so excited they couldn't believe believe." and he kept seeing this one kid over in the corner that was obviously afraid to come over so he said uh i need five minutes and they they you know they move the kids out of the way as handlers or whatever and he takes the kid into the next room and he's just talking to him and he says what's wrong and he goes i the kid was like couldn't make eye contact and he was like "Are, are you shy do you feel like you know he's like i don't like it when people look at me and so David Bowie said, well, guess what I brought with me? And he, and the kid was like, what? And he goes, I brought you a magical mask. And he p- 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 takes his hand out like he's holding a mask. And he says, when you put this on your face, everyone sees you as fantastic and great all the time. And he put it on the kid's face and he wore it. And he said, uh, Bowie was like, um, like, oh, my gosh. You've transformed. You're amazing, right? And the kid walked back into the room with like straight up confidence and was like, you know, talking to the other kids and stuff. Oh, awesome! And um, they were like, "How did?" And the the reason that anybody knows this story because Bowie didn't go, "Hey, guess what I just did?" You know, <laughs> is because that guy was uh, an adult in a bar one night telling this story to somebody, and they were like, "What?" You that that was you and he was like yeah that was me and they go oh my god you must have at, well, at some point like when you were a teenager did you like when did you take off the mask he goes oh I'm wearing it right now 
Holy shit. Yeah. Magic. Uh, I'm very raw uh, emotionally right now, and yeah. I was almost able to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I like could have let my could have gotten to crying because I felt it coming that's on. Such and a I crazy story, it's an right? insane story. So that's so awesome. That it's, and David Boat, like, oh, it's man. just so awesome to hear <laughs> stuff like that. I love hearing oh, stuff like that. That makes, uh, dude, it's so funny the bar that a, cele- a famous person has to have for me to go. Well, that's good news. That's really you know yeah. what I mean. Like the, it's yeah. so low. It's so low at this point. It's so low at this point where I'm like, I'm like, Kevin Spacey haven't... didn't even fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> Who's this Christopher Plummer guy? <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, it is like you feel like, all right. So he didn't like fucking scream at his coworkers or sexually yeah. assault anyone. Then he's a fucking gentleman. What a yeah, yeah, what a good or, dude. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's so nice to hear that they're not a lunatic. Like that's the thing about like everyone talks about how Tom Cruise is crazy and he's nuts and Scientology mm-hmm. and all that but anyone who's ever worked with him is always like I saw him put a thousand dollars in a fundraiser thing for a kid with cancer you know like yeah. they all have stories of like maybe he's insane but he it makes you feel tall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, he could be 5'10 if he wanted, but he wants yeah. everyone else to feel tall. He's a real great guy that way. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, you know, he stayed with his nanny. They're still together. <laughs> he's still in love with her. It's like, it is like you're, de- you're de- and so then when you hear someone's actually good, you're yeah. like, no fucking it's too much. way. Well, yeah. you, those, I mean, that story's from the 80s. That was the last time something like that happened. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> that was the last nice day. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking wild. Um, Mr. Rogers, Bowie, these mm-hmm. are great heroes so far. Yeah. Happen to be r- recent death. So I'm going to throw a super recent death on top of <laughs> awesome. that. Yeah. Uh, Bourdain. For oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. For he, sure. He means a lot to. Uh, this is weird, and I haven't talked about this yet, but on the morning when I found out, I was at Bonnaroo and Tiff called me, and like we were like kind of. She was upset, told me she had cried, and I was like sort of tearing up on the phone just talking about it. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I was like inspired by him. Mm -hmm. And I, until that moment when I was like, like we watched all of no reservations and parts Mm -hmm. unknown, like nonstop. We would DVR episodes. We'd watch it all the time. And then that just like cracked us open to food and travel shows in general. And that, which cracked us open to food and travel curiosity in real Mm -hmm. life. And then it cracked us open to being like, Okay, everything we work for in our lives will be t- put towards food and travel. I didn't know at the time that that's yeah. where every yeah. single last dollar I was going to have and I was never going to own a home until I was past 40. Right. But I am f- happy because I learned that that's something that what you can get out of that. Seeing what he got out of right. like international travel and and like that like when in like living that when in Rome bullshit phrase mm. like to the maximum where you sit down and you're like, this is what a Thai family does. This yeah, is what I'm if you're do. eating grasshoppers, I'm eating <laughs> yeah. them too. Like, yeah. just like, it's been, it, it, like, it was just so, I didn't realize, I'm like, his career, his life is what I want in life. Is like, I not I don't want to be a host, but I want to travel and say, be, be able to have been everywhere and seen all that shit. Yeah. wear a leather jacket at 55 and I, everyone's like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, smoke cigarettes still and like take black and white photos and be I like, know. this still works. <laughs> this is supposed to be corny. Yeah. I know. And also like, when you watch those early episodes and a, and a lot of the late ones too, it's like, these are travel essays being read over. Like it's like he's kind of throwbacky in a way, and he kind of like taught millennial, like he gave millennials like uh, the travel, like travel books more or less. Like he, right? He's yeah. like this, is how, or millennials and older. You're like, this is the new travel book. Watch me travel around. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I still 
when I'm about to go to a city, watch like all the episodes of that city of him. And if uh, Phil Rosenthal has gone there, if uh, Andrew Zimmern's gone there, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to hit them all up just because I'm like, when I go, I want to be like, make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Did I didn't watch uh, that many episodes of No Reservations, uh, maybe two or three. But when I watched the first one, I was like, oh, this is what he does? Like, I thought it was so serious. Like, it's, you know, like, in a good way. I mean, yeah. you know, he he can, obviously, a lot of creative control. But I, I assume travel shows are like, derp, derp, look yeah, at this he, thing. Here I am, and then the chef is going, like, here at this I thought ho- it was like Guy hotel. Fieri, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, Guy Fieri goes to Italy or whatever. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's not that at all. It's like a short film, basically. Right, yeah, and yeah. it's, like, weird. Like, he does, like, he has weird bits. Some episodes don't work, because, yeah. like, the Morocco episode, I think, where he does like this whole thing about naked lunch, where uh, he's doing like at wait, what's that dude's name who wrote uh, naked lunch? Oh, uh, no, come not to Burroughs. me. Yes, Burroughs. William. Oh, S. he Burroughs. did. Okay, yes. yeah. And he's like talking about smoking hash and like smoking opium and shit and he and he tries to do like a naked ass lunch and Uh, it's like and it's kind of weird and trippy and it tries a little hard and i'm like this is the limit of you not working uh, (laughs) but that's like the only time i saw but he would do interesting shit like that too and he would like he did like uh i just read david simon the wire guy wrote like a piece about bourdain and talked about how when he went to maryland his his first episode in uh baltimore or maryland didn't even have crabs in it it was all like fucking uh like the uh the black neighborhood type of food the shit that they were doing like the kind of fish fries and shit that they were doing out there that he like and he was like the respect to bourdain to like i opened to that yeah that's awesome yeah um how did he, what happened? I don't even know what he happened. He killed himself. Oh, he did? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Such a, it's what? so upsetting. Two days I know. after Kate Spade. I know. God you made damn. it sound like that's why he'd killed himself. Well, no, a lot of <laughs> but articles a lot of, yeah, came out like, and they were saying that suicide is contagious. Because mm-hmm. it's opened up to your like, wow, look, Kate, Kate, you Kate can look at can Kate Spade it. and say like, uh, and uh, am I supposed to say like trigger warning suicide talk at yeah, this point or something like so. that? Oh. I don't really know, but I and I'm not a professional. I don't know if you seek you're help. Not, call- you're not a mental health professional. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a customer of the mental <laughs> health industry for <laughs> sure. <laughs> you are Doctor Barry. Like, <laughs> then why are you dressed like a doctor right now? <laughs> I gotta shoot a quick softcore after this. <laughs> More non-union stuff that's gonna air forever. <laughs> I can't wait till I get noticed at the TSA for that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you see something like that and you're like, oh, look, they got their, they escaped. Yeah. They're being told, talked about positively. Yeah. I'm out. Like yeah. that could, that can work for me. I mean, I think a lot of those, and th- there's that argument also, uh, not connecting these two ideas at all, but like with shootings where it's like the more mm. we publicize it, the more the shooter exactly. gets like uh, fame or infamy, the more likely someone's going to be like, well, if you're going to go out, that'd be cool to have like, look how many right. people are talking about this person. Let's hope uh, Mr. Rogers message <laughs> yeah. spreads like that too. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> see people everywhere kneeling down and talking to kids and, with, with eye contact yeah. and slowly. <laughs> You that wish. would be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Julian? Any specific heroes that you can think of? Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. And I have a couple. I have like a lot of the, like classic dude heroes. You know, and Bowie was one of mine. Yeah. You know, um, Hank Williams was one. You know, the guys that just knew what they were right away and just uh, yeah, made made one thing and then died. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> I like all those guys. I'm like uh, into. You know, yeah. dying young. Those things. But. Uh, I wanted to. I realized that we ha- I, we weren't saying any women, so I wanted to say Maria Bamford 
comes to mind because she a uh, ha- we all know struggles from mental illness is by far one of the funniest comedians of all time yeah made it in a male dominated industry and then talks openly about her mental illness and everyone still thinks she's the greatest and right. i feel like the strength it takes someone that has that brain problem to like get up every day and make a career that we do that right. we think is hard yes and get through it and, and be I'm a woman a, i'm an egomaniac and yeah I, I'm, I think everyone should hear what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so i can only imagine what, how it, like any less than that it's difficult yeah so and also again going back to finding more parallels with maria and the other heroes we're talking about she's been fucking killing it for dec like 20 oh, years. Yeah. Long yeah. Time. Like yeah. she's been fucking very good. Like I remember first seeing her in Comedians of Comedy, mm-hmm. which was, I watched. She was already like, pretty established. Right. By exactly. That point, she, yeah. That's when I, th- I was just even just learning, getting into stand up at that point. Yeah. And yeah, she had been doing it. She'd been already killing for so long. Mm. That's so long. Her show is one of the fucking funniest shows yeah. I've ever seen. Her Netflix show is so fucking good. I just, as I get older, I'm, I realize the more chips that are stacked against somebody and then they still do something because like, I think life is so hard. Right. And like, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was, so I want to say her. That's um, on, uh, that's the positive flip of how I you can get angry when you someone you know who's successful who kind of never had to have a day job or never had to like yeah. make rent mm-hmm. like they come from a wealthy or successful family the 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 disdain or the jadedness you have towards them yeah. I like the positive flip of that is the half glass full part of that is seeing people who've had to struggle and appreciating them even yeah. more right. yeah. yeah that's the positive way of saying that same thing yeah yeah and I also like. the cliche we have to remember is that uh, because they got it doesn't mean you didn't get it right, right. you yes. just yeah. you just didn't get it. It, yeah. It's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure, you know. it had that had no bearing on. It. Yeah, there's yeah. not like a limited amount of success in the world, right? Yeah, there's plenty of resources for everybody. Yeah, right. Uh, uh fuck yeah, Bamford is a good one. Yeah. Do you have any heroes, Meg? That like not necessarily personal like character heroes, but like art? Because Meg's a painter. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if you have any heroes like uh, it just because of what they've created. Um, I feel like this is gonna get really boring for anybody no. who's not hey, into the art. I, if it I does, a, we'll cut I you minored, off. <laughs> I minored in studio art. <gasps> hey. yeah, oh so my let's gosh. chat. Yeah. I let's would chat. I would say Francis Bacon. Ah, yes. The national anthem. No, the uh, <laughs> Did he have the famous painting of the war at night, right? At the Revolutionary War? Am I conf- conflating uh, like five people? I don't think yeah. five, five people. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Jasper Johns and then also somebody else and none of them are Francis Bacon. Right, right, right. Yeah. Got it. Copy that. Okay. Um, uh, no, he painted pretty dark, like scary stuff, but... Portraits, right? Like Not just portraits. Real portraits. Oh, yeah. But... Um, I don't know. Visually, that's a hero of mine. I don't honestly know a ton about his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what yeah. about his work is like exciting? That it's uh, that it's scary ish, but mm-hmm. it's still approachable. I don't know. It's hard to talk about images on a podcast because I'm like, you don't know what I'm talking about, and I uh, feel like I'm not describing it. Pause that well. it. Google it. <laughs> Uh, Google image search. Take a fucking quick look. See what we're talking about. All right, and welcome back. And, uh, and th- now we're you know back what I on mean. Art Talk, hosted by Julian. <laughs> what is studio? I'm like art? Julian must is... be really. High. <laughs> Why? Studio, studio art is was just like it's an art major that is not art history. It's like the uh, you can oh, have like fine art. Like yeah, the yeah, act fine art. of making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, making art. Yeah, fine art. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What'd you do? Did you paint? You uh, no, like. Uh, 
all early uh, digital stuff, oh. uh, like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and stuff. Because oh, okay. uh, I liked making jokes. Uh-huh. And then I learned like, oh, there's classes about this. And then I started like, I took a class that was like pretty much Adobe Illustrator, how to make weird shit. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. And I'm like, I want to take more classes like this. And then my guidance counselor was like, well, if you know, if you're an art minor, you have to take 15 credits in art or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll do that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. No big deal. But then I had to take like a bunch of painting and drawing like you know, two like intro m- mediums or whatever. And I'm terrible. But I enjoy it doing, doing it. It felt good to do it. I think I would have a way harder time now because I have a hard time doing things I'm bad at now. Right. Because I I don't enjoy it as much as doing something that I'm capable of. Right. As much as I like to learn. That makes sense. But I have a hard time being like, Accepting. All right, yeah, fuck it. I'm I'm not good at this. So, but I think when I was like 20 something and uh, and sort of just like so ego, so Mm. like, I was like, oh, I can draw. And if I can't, (laughs) it's just cool that I'm in a drawing class. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. I have a hard time and music and drawing are two things where that happens for me where what I hear or see I can't convey. Right. Yeah. I can't like I'm like trying to explain what oh no babe it's this song mm-hmm. and I can hear it perfectly in my head and then when I try to say it or sing it it doesn't it's sound like the awful. song at all and, <laughs> and it's like not even like songs I know and love I can't even convey it out like I can't I'm bad at karaoke I can't even like remember the words and I'm like it's so frustrating for me because be it's on- right there yeah so then I have a hard time like I fuck I don't want to talk about right. it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like no the drawing I have in my head is not what it looks like here I like, I swear the thought is never like I'm, I'm gonna get good at this no matter what it takes it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like fuck that thing no, like, no fuck that I have so much other shit I want to do I might as well try yeah. <laughs> hmm Female heroes. I'd be hard to pick one. <laughs> I mean, if you... Oh, were... I'd say Michelle Obama also because uh, she has, I think, a perfect track record. Like, she's, like, for just an amazing... For everything yeah. She's indestructible. Yeah. Like, she, like, like, knock on wood. But, like, what I mean is, like, she's unassailable, right? Yeah. It's right. like... <laughs> and, even, and when she got in, she was, like, you know... Because the first lady always has to tackle something, and Nancy yeah. Reagan was like, "Just say no to a good time," yeah. basically. Um, <laughs> but Michelle Obama was like, "That was so cool to go and be like, let's get kids in shape because there's well, fat kids everywhere." Yeah, you the know? first lady is supposed to take some kind of initiative, and it's usually Melania's is cyberbullying, which is like the <laughs> you, most ironic fucking. I thing know I've if ever you wrote heard. it, people would be like, "It's too obvious. You yeah. can't. You can't do this." Like, are you kidding? And I feel like it is being written. <laughs> not to be yeah. not to be the most stoner person ever, but oh god, I feel are, we like gonna, it, is there, are you a deep state? We got to go, babe. We got to get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> I knew we I knew we should have left earlier <laughs> with the finger in the butt shit. You hit, a, you hit a button on the wall in the closet, turns around, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, all right, so here, follow me here. It's like red string leading everywhere. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take this moment to talk about a conspiracy theory that I've done no research on, but I've been when I get high lately, been pitching it to people. All right. Um, I I have not. I will Google it after this and be embarrassed because I'm sure a bunch of people have this idea. I think Melania is a fucking KGB agent. She's a uh, she's what? a Russian. Whoa! I think she's in. She works for Russia. I think uh, it sounds it sounds crazy, but imagine 
Russia in the 80s and 90s. I'm like afraid you're going to get sniped through the window just saying this Should I not be recording this? But I I think uh, Russia was like, let's get some agents that are and get them into powerful, get their hooks into powerful people in America. And they had no idea that she was going to eventually be first lady. They did not foresee that. They were like, they targeted Donald Trump. They targeted Donald Trump, who's rich and they could like uh, make money off of and use money. And once they saw that he was fucking slimy, they were like, now we can get fucking blackmail shit against him. Yeah. Because Melania is a beautiful model who speaks like five languages and has an advanced degree. Right. And she right. fucks Donald Trump I on know. the regular. I know. And I think she's like, was thought it was going to be a short mission. This is all, and also this is repositing that Melania Trump might actually be a decent person, I'm which I'm also this against. I'm for actual truth. Right. I'm like completely on board with this. So idea. she we thought don't have she would get to also think she might be a good person. We, just, we right. have very little time left on this podcast. <laughs> she thought she was like going to just fuck this rich guy. Uh, marry him, seduce him, and keep this information. And eventually, ab- abuse him to get land deals. Whatever, do whatever yeah. they needed to do. Right. And then they like start seeing his political. And she's like, I think we can get this guy into the presidency. And Russia is like, Cool. Well, we'll do some shit with fucking Facebook. We'll do some shit with the voting booths. We'll do some shit with this. We'll sow discontent here. And in combination with uh, you, they're fucking, like, yeah. yeah, we but got she's you. Like, I want out of this mission. I can't be in this fucking ha- this. Yeah. I can't be around this guy anymore. Right. He's a fucking monster. He's gonna get. He's gonna ruin and. She, they're like, no, you can't leave now. S- yeah. Stick it out. And they're like, fine, you can get a two week vacation. She's like, cool, I'm, I got fucking kidney yeah, that's surgery. Why she was, <laughs> yeah, she was. That's back why she being was like, gone for uh, a while. Debriefed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think she's like, uh, like that's my. It's pitch. gonna be so hard for and me to not think that's happening. I, now. I believe it is. Act- like. It's hard without, not to- without a doubt in my mind. You're a thousand percent <laughs> Much correct. Appreciated. I'm like, this makes all the sense in the world. This is truth. Yes. <laughs> Finally. It's like I can't see a world the other way now. Yeah, no, I can't. You forever changed my perception oh, of like Does that ever happen with you where someone points out something about someone you've known for a really long time? You're like, you ever notice that Julian like rubs his ear like uh, every fifth word and, and you, you never saw it before and then now every time you see him you're like <laughs> he's doing it. It's like the telltale heart, you know? You're like, ah, stop touching your ear, you know? Someone like you've known your whole life, it's like, "Oh yeah, I hate that they always fucking click at the end of a sentence." You're like, "What are you talking about?" And the next day you see them like, "Hey, I'm going to grab a beer. You want one?" And you're like, Whoa! Fuck uh, you! Fuck you! I'm gonna really relish being an English major now and be like, that wasn't what Telltale Heart was about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Was... I mean, being driven crazy by hearing a small noise. Oh, uh, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but it's not real. Yeah, no, it's not real. It's okay. on his mind. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> English major. Yeah, oh, yeah. An English major named Julian. I know. Ugh. I know. <laughs> you are right? definitely Whoa. a passage in some girl's college memoir, but you know. <laughs> And of course, I every woman has to spend a semester with the Julian, the lit major. <laughs> Who also never actually read Telltale Heart. So, uh, From New Jersey. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> What uh, do you have a do you have a literature hero? Do you have like and is it classic guy stuff? Or are you like yeah. Hunter S. Thompson? <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. Uh I like no, I'm not like a Bukowski who's actually really cool. You know, yeah. I'm not like that. Um I mean, my favorite writer that off the top of my head is Raymond Carver, which yeah. is also a dude answer. But, but uh, that's like a, a Scotch dude answer over a Jägermeister dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like fifty-year-old bro, but right. not, not at least not a twenty-two-year-old. I've bro. tried um, 
I've tried a couple of the dude authors like Updike and guys like that, and yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. It just doesn't get me. I think I, I like it more than he does. Yeah, she's way more of a dude than I am. Oh, same with my my wife. Yeah, yeah. My I think my wife's more of a misogynist than I am. <laughs> <laughs> also, she banged me in the ass before this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been fingered, but pegged? <laughs> oh, uh, call me Ms. Bundy, because I got pegged. <laughs> um, I got into a lot of the newer dude authors when I first uh, was like uh, reading for uh, recreation, recreational reading, yeah. which didn't start until I was 22. But I got into like Brett Easton Ellis oh, and yeah, uh, Irvine Welsh and like uh, Welsh. Hunter S. Thompson, mm-hmm. all like you that. You almost sh- have to read Irvine Welsh books like out loud sometimes to make sense. Of you like- have what you have to do is you have to read them back to back because you. I think in like by page forty you can speak the language. Yeah, but then when you jump to another book and then you have You're to like, like oh, grind shit. your way back uh, in. Yeah. But if you he read- spells things out phonetically, like how they sound with the accent. Oh, I didn't sort know that's of. how he wrote. Or, or, yeah. And he'll use a lot of slang words that you don't really understand. Yeah. It, I've it's, definitely had to read paragraphs like multiple times. I'm like, wait, what? Right. He's but you can it. like, you can tr- get into it in right. your mind. But that's why I read one and then I was like, uh, then I read, is Filth also that, him? Right? Mm. Maybe. I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think so. The yeah, porno no, one, so right? Yeah. yeah. And I read that one and I was If it's uh, not, it's Palinuk. <laughs> yeah. And also- Chuck Palahniuk was the other dude author who I couldn't think of. I, I read yeah. all his shit too at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was just all into that at like 22, just like, yes, this is what literature is. And I was like, well, that was a lot of like violence against women in this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should read comic books where things are a little more. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is pretty heteronormative over yeah, here. I'll just too. listen to hip hop. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try out this show, Guy Code, and, that, and that'll help. <laughs> Full uh, we're laughing, bitches. but uh, there's nowhere for them to turn. <laughs> uh, Raymond Carver is a good, a good literature here. Uh, Bamford's a great. Co- do you have a person that made you want to do comedy, or and do you have a person that made you want to do art? Well, you can answer first. No, you go first. Or think about. Uh, I throw it out to everyone. Okay, yeah. to do comedy. Uh, no, I just remember wanting to. Well. Are, I remember seeing stand-up for the first time when I was like seven, because it was on in the 80s all the time. Yes. And just really, I didn't get all the jokes, but I really liked the idea of like one person talking. It wasn't like a lot of cuts and like, you know, story and all that. It was just like, I can't believe you can just, it was like a magic trick. Telling a joke is like a magic trick. Right. And so I, I just was like really into that at first. And then as I got older and felt really awkward and all that shit, I was like, Funny is just what I, that's the first thing that I care about. Like when I'm thinking of a situation in walking through life or with kids around me or whatever, um, when I was a kid, the first thing I'm thinking is not how can I help you or what is the smart thing? It's what's the funny thing to say. That's just always what I was like. So it just kind of came together that way. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't have like one person. I just, I remember like several comedians that I would remember from TV right. that, it's so funny now. Like Bruce Baum is a guy that like. Oh, that's so funny. He was on Full House a couple times, oh. but um, because like a big stand-up special for me that like fucking got me really into comedy, and it's so weird to talk about now is Dana Carvey Critics Choice. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like he's not even like on the pan. Like if you ask me to list my five favorite stand-ups, ten favorite right. stand-ups, I would never get the Dana. Carvey. Oh, mine like that when I was older was Paula Poundstone. Oh. Cats, cops, and stuff. Oh, I was, love. I loved Paula Poundstone. She had this joke about she's like a. 
I take a shower and my cats will line up in the bathroom staring at me, horrified, like, it was all over you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I just loved how easy, it felt so easy when she told it. Yes. But then you realize that it's literally the hardest thing is to to write jokes like that. The people who are seem the easiest up there was always my, I think, uh, Chris Farley was the first person I remember like watching on uh, on uh, Tommy Boy and being like, yeah. And I maybe was uh, older too, maybe because I had watched comedy like I got into it very young. But when I first saw Chris Farley, I was like, this is like, he seems like he's friend. And hindsight being twenty twenty, he was friends with David Spade. I'm like, these are like two buds who are fucking just like having the time. They're like having the time of their life, and it seems like they're having fun. And I'm crying laughing so hard at what these guys are just doing is having fun yeah. and then i think that's how i ended up like you see oh, right. you see a dude doing a magic trick i see a group of people making play right. i end up doing improv you end yeah. up doing stand up <laughs> they Both I, hosting podcasts though the, the quote the quote i love about farley was somebody said i don't remember who it was but somebody said that SNL is so competitive and it always has been and always will be in the writer's room and with everybody trying to get their characters on the thing, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And they said that in all the years they've ever been at SNL, Farley was the only one that everybody else was like, that's the funniest guy. Right. Like whenever he was in the room, no one was trying to compete with Chris Farley because no one could do what he was doing. Right. You it's know? just such a dream. He's like, yeah. like a fucking... Like, but it so- reminds me of her, the guy that she... is her hall pass for me. <laughs> Like if what you know when uh, she's allowed to sleep with him yeah, if yeah. she ever meets him, and who is that? Who is it? It's Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, that's a fair one. That's yeah. a fair one. That's a good one. He's a fucking Renaissance man. That he guy. Is. I know, dude. I know. He's one of those people that if he would have like gotten a basketball instead of a banjo, may yeah. have may have also played pro ball for twenty. Like yeah, I think he's just like one he's of those. Good he's at like everything. an uh, yeah, a polymath where he can like whatever you toss in front of him. He I, I knew a kid like that in college who was just like this weird kid who was like he used to edit our comedy videos. This is way so weird to compare this person to Steve Martin. But <laughs> he used to edit our comedy videos, and he was like so good at editing. And I'm like, oh, dude, what are you like an editor? He's like, no, I am a computer science major. I'm like, oh, weird. Okay, but and uh, how'd you get into editing? He's like, I used to edit skateboard and snowboard videos. I'm like, oh, when was that? He's like, when I was like 15, I was a professional snowboarder. I'm like, oh, that's wild. <laughs> I'm like, you're a sn- professional snowboarder, 15. I'm like, do you still do that now? He's like, kind of gave it up for music. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, this is all, we're in college. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, what, what do you mean you gave it up for music? He's like, my band wanted to go on tour. So I went on tour with my band. We went through Europe and shit. And then we made a couple of CDs, like some small, like punk band kind of thing. I'm like, oh my God. And, I was, and then when I graduated college, he was just like running in a uh, post-production house. I'm like, Jesus, whatever you land on, you could just end up like, there's those people. Just yeah. killing yeah. it. Yeah. See Martin, fuck man. So funny. He is so fucking funny, and he's such a good writer. His books are really great. Oh yeah. Um, and he's he plays banjo, man. He fucking <laughs> he he's, he, so he's such a good musician. He's just he is he is a renaissance man. Mm. He uh, he's probably really good at banging my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Steve Martin, welcome to High and Mighty. Steve. I don't have him on as a guest. I only have him on to set you up for a weird hall pass situation. <laughs> Like you, why didn't you interview him instead of us? You fucking idiot! It would have been so huge. See my face drop. <laughs> like, this is the only situation I don't want to meet Steve Martin. In. 
What a great moment. You eventually meet Steve Martin at some like comedy awards thing or whatever. Yeah, Meg's not backstage or whatever. You're like, yeah, I was, yeah, my wife, the joke is you're her all best. And you're like, ha, well, it's great meeting you, pal. And like five hours later, he finds you. <laughs> so is this your wife you were telling me about? You're like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> and and then like, shot A plays while I'm crying on the other side of the door. <laughs> This You're, is no holding your knees in the no. shower. <laughs> Wait, now I want to make you sing a song. No, don't. I can't. I can't do it. I want to make you sing a song. song. Is yeah. see if we can guess it. Because <laughs> oh you're so bad she at singing. So no, because I have the same problem. I yeah. can't hit a melody for shit. I can't hit a melody. I can't hit a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, if I sing a Beatles song, people are like, "Who is that?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I can't even. If another song is playing and you just, I can't even talk about another song. Like my brain can't, I can't do the separate thing. Like where if like I, if I can't think of the words of a, and there's like this improv game that's called Hotspot where you're supposed to sing a song, uh, keep tagging each other around, just keep singing it as like a show of support or whatever of all different songs. And I'm like, I just stand there and be like, I can't even think of it. And I'd be like, Ninja, Ninja, rap, Ninja. <laughs> Everyone's like this fucking lunatic. It's like Warren from Something About Mary. <laughs> Have you seen my baseball? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that character, oh, too. I mean, there's a reason maybe we don't laugh about that uh, character. There's, all, there's so long. many movies. That... <laughs> so many movies that are hard to watch. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. So many movies. <laughs> rest in peace. Eddie Murphy's stand-up albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Holy shit. Uh, the G.I. Joe swimming in the water, going to find out where the bubble came from, was like one of the first stand-up bits I heard other people talk about, and and it heard, and made me laugh without yeah. even seeing it. You know, yeah. Just talking about the G.I. Joe. My brother stands up, G.I. Joe, hanging out of his ass, blood coming out of his head. My mother's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that shit, it just burned in my head. And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then I rewatch it. And I'm like, I think this section is called, what if Mr. T was a faggot? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I think this is a band. <laughs> and now we know it's, I hope Mr. T is a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, uh, it's so obvious. Uh, guys. That was a fucking. I'm glad we spoke about some heroes, up to and including Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> Single handedly supports the gold industry. Uh-huh. Um, this was the best oh, three we, days of my life. Thank uh, you so much. Do you want to know a weird Mr. P- T backstory? Do you know how he got to be a guy who wore a lot of chains? No. no. He was a bouncer. And he at like a tough bar, oh. and he would like in fights if he won, would take the dude's chains. So and those so are like, like victory chains. Like for a, so that I think he would eventually zhuzh him up once he got some celebrity. Yeah. But I think he like started his chain collection from like don't fuck kicking with me. dudes. And so you like he would show up and be like this guy's got a lot of chains. Like yeah, I heard he <laughs> fucking took them from dudes in fights. Wow. Yeah. Oh shit. That's like the nice version of cutting off ears and noms. Right. Yeah. It's like weird. and then you find like he's got like a feather earring and a mohawk. You're like what was this dude's plan? He just started stealing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Some guy walked in with a catchphrase, I pity the fool. And he beat him up and took it. Yeah, he's like, that's mine now. <laughs> drink milk, stay off drugs. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on High Mighty to talk about heroes. Let's talk about your podcast where uh it's called the soft spot let's yes. do a little plug for you guys thank here. you so much it was a yeah. very fun podcast to be on i'm uh going to go back and we had listen. a great time yeah, yeah. We had a blast and uh you I, talk I about... about the beach apparently <laughs> land stops <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it's we're... like you talk to comedians and other interesting yeah we talk people. to people yeah. about the, the one thing that they love more than anything else and always like have that they their go... favorite nostalgic comfort thing yeah, yeah. uh that's so awesome yeah that it was really fun to talk i mean 
that's such a great way to just get someone to come on and gush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, we've, like, yeah, we've had a lot of really good ones. It's didn't we, we've had, it's mostly been music or movies or whatever. You were right. great. Cause it was a location. Yeah. We were talking to our friend, Ryan Hamilton in Vegas, comedian, very funny comedian. And we were like, what would yours be? And he said like a, this, f- a farm in a, Idaho. A farm in Idaho. And we were like, you have to come <laughs> oh, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're going to do all of the talking. Cause I don't know anything about farms in Idaho. <laughs> Just kidding. I always talk. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, literally never a problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, I uh, would say something, but <laughs> you know, pot kettle, all that. <laughs> so yeah, follow us uh, on Soft Spot. Yeah, go so- yeah. Uh, at Soft Spot Pod. Soft Pod. At Meg Malloy. M O L L O Y. That's me. Yes, and then at Jules Mag. Yes. Yeah. So tweeted us some of your heroes. They don't have to be people who recently died. That just happens right. to be yeah. something that helps you uh, really solidify someone as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> For really sure. Helps you analyze their then full you life. know yeah, you're yeah. serious about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they got out of here before doing something yeah. that turned me <laughs> off from them permanently. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible way to look at that. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to just say the worst joke. I'll, wait, I'll save it for after this is over. <laughs> Smart. And I'll tweet it out. Okay. <laughs> I'll tweet it out when this episode drops so everyone will know, but you wouldn't have said it out loud at least. Um, so tweet at us some of your heroes, guys. Let us know, um, especially if they were a hero that uh, made you d- choose to do what you do now. Even and, if it's smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let me know who your hero is. Oh, Jack Herrera. <laughs> um, thank you, guys. And bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.